I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. That tries to find the. Oh, Paul, can you can you hear trip hop or big beat music? Oh God, you know what that means. The early noughties are here. Ah! I'm Paul Salt. I saw the Matrix. <laughs> I saw the Matrix reloaded. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Today we shall be trancing to Ballistic X versus Sever. Ooh. Yeah, the movie. Big di- fish, little fish. <laughs> the movie directed by Chaos. The theory. Yeah. <laughs> At work in full force. <laughs> theory, comma chaos. Uh, and written by Alan B. McElroy, uh, the screenwriter of Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. Ooh, which one was that? Was that one of the ones that we liked or didn't like? It was one of the ones we half liked. Ah. It was the first part of the Jamie Lloyd trilogy. Ah. Uh, Chaos's career didn't really recover from Ballistic. Uh, Alan B. McElroy, on the other hand, went on to write six wrong turn movies. Took six to get it right. One door shuts, another door opens into the abyss. <laughs> Can you think of any other franchise in any genre where one screenwriter wrote six movies in it? I can't. No. No, I think we're going to have to pay some attention to the wrong turn franchise at some point. <laughs> Halloween 2025. Adam Sandler, I guess. <laughs> in the installments of his increasingly disappointing career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that franchise. The Sandlerverse, episode 18. <laughs> Big Daddy. <laughs> The return of the Big Daddy. What would the text scroll be for that? A long time ago in a cinema not nearly far away enough. Critics reacted to this movie like any reasonable human being would to seeing a black trench coat and sunglasses after 2003. Badly, that is to say. Manola Dargis over at the Los Angeles Times says Ballistic is a generic blur of metallic blue and fireball orange set to the contrapuntal sounds of throbbing techno and eardrum puncturing noise. Contrapuntal, Paul! <laughs> Try and spell it. I know you can't. Contrapuntal Paul is my porn name, incidentally. <laughs> Look out for me on the Pornhubs. Uh, Jan Stewart at Newsday said if you collected all the moments of coherent dialogue, they still wouldn't add up to the time required to boil a four-minute egg. I feel like he ruined it a little bit in specifying the time of the egg. Does one buy four-minute eggs? Can you boil a four-minute egg? <laughs> takes me... It takes me six minutes to boil an egg. It takes you six minutes. I don't. I don't boil it in water though. <laughs> you just hold it until it's boiled. Oh, I should be ready. <laughs> it explodes <laughs> in your face. Perfect. <laughs> Desson Thompson over at the Washington Post said it's enough to make a critic go ballistic. X versus Seven. <laughs> no, that, let's see what they did there. It's very funny. Oh, look, wait. I mean, I use that expression so many times in my life. If that printer breaks one more time, I am just going to go <laughs> Ballistic X versus Sever. Tell me about it, mate. Oh, I tell you, critics sure did hate Ballistic X versus Sever, Paul. It has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and the highest number of negative reviews of any movie ever that we can know of. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, and the public didn't like it either. So, Paul, you man versus sense. Hello. What's one thing about Ballistic X versus Sever that made you want to come out of retirement for one last job? That blue metal aesthetic <laughs> of VHS, early noughties era type films. Late VHS. Le- the, the, the VHS to DVD overlap. <laughs> yeah. Definitely made me want to come back and do something to someone. <laughs> Well, not immediately. I had to go out and take five steps in the rain first. Then I was okay to come back. Get all up in the old business. Five very slow steps in the rain. Because it was a very slow film, wasn't it? There was a lot of slow motion. Oh, man. Well, if there was no slow motion, it probably wouldn't have gone to length. Yes, we've got the Garth Marenghi issue here. (laughs) We do definitely have the Garth Marenghi issue. So, the film starts. And we have the Franchise Pictures logo come up. And I think to myself... Well, this is pretty fucking weird music that the uh, franchise pictures people have accompanying their logo. Oh no, that's the soundtrack to the fucking film. Whoopsie daisy. Yeah, minute one. <laughs> minute one, we're on the wrong foot. What kind of scene is this going to be? Who knows? Because <laughs> it's 4-4-B. Yeah, well, it's pretty fucking dramatic, so... Oh, it could be anything. It could be a plane landing safely and a kid getting out of it and getting into his mum's car and driving quietly home. Fuck Yeah! <laughs> yep, could be, could be that, could be anything. Yeah, oh, it is that. Um, hired goons come out of nowhere yeah. to say that Mr. Mr. Gant wants wants to see his son. Oh, but he just had his son. They're driving the, the kid back to the airport to be flown back off to Europe. A fate worse than death. And, uh, oh, what's this? It sounds an awful lot like the name of the game by the Crystal Method, as heard in such films as Resident Evil, Blade 2 and 3, Half Past Dead, and Malcolm in the Middle. So we've got some flower arranging coming up. Oh no, it's a trick from the film. Oh what? Because actually, there's a special agent in in leather, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably pleather at this stage. <laughs> she, or, or he, who knows, throws oh. a smoke bomb. Yeah. And proceeds to very slowly beat up several hired goons. <laughs> and goes off with Son. Yeah. Oh no, if Gant turns out to be a good guy, which I honestly have no idea about yet, he's going to be furious. Yeah. God, can't wait to see him. He probably doesn't look like John Travolta at all. <laughs> probably doesn't look like John Travolta got inside the transportation machine with James Kahn. <laughs> no one could believe such a thing. Absolutely not. We cut to probably Antonio Banderas. Yes, playing Detective Detective Clive Owen. He's approached by a couple of different goons, uh, whom he beats mm. up, only for his boss, not quite John Carroll Lynch, yeah. to show up and um, say, "Look, I know you've quit the force ever since your wife died, but what? But look, there's a recording of her. She might still be alive." Yeah, what? He's like, "I saw her die. You saw an explosion. I went to her funeral. You saw a closed casket. I held her head in my hands. That was mine. What? <laughs> right now." <laughs> He looks down and it's just there. Ah! <laughs> I hate you, John Carroll Lynch, and your monster-style <laughs> adventures. And then some more music plays, and Antonio Banderas um, goes off to walk slowly in the rain uh, yes. as an explosion is intercut between <laughs> shots of him walking slowly in the rain. CGI rain, it looks like. It might just be a really bad colour filter, but I like to think they couldn't find actual rain. Antonio Banderas is just very sweaty. <laughs> He's a sweaty man, and he just he's very intense. He's so intense, his sweat falls from the sky. <laughs> we see Gant, and Gant is accosting the guy, the bloody loser who lost his son. And he yeah. says, here, have this gun and shoot yourself in the head. Like any American gangster would. 
yeah. And you're probably thinking, oh, I know the trick here. He pulls the trigger and it's not loaded. And then it's like, well, yeah. next time, the punishment will be more severe. But he doesn't. Yeah. Put, he, he shoves the gun at, at what's-his-name. And it's like, okay, this is going to be a good chance for Gant to show his combat skills. Or Ray Park, who's also there and nearby. Yeah. They'll just step in and quickly save his life. Um, It's not immediately obvious what happens. But he's rigged the gun to shoot backwards. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. I like that. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool and confusing. But when you not when you're not confused, it's pretty cool. So so that's that established whatever yeah, that Ray was. Ray Park is now the second in command. Yes. And he's ecstatic. He can is written all over his face. The next thing to do is uh, well, Antonio Banderas has has been asked to sort of track down find sever yeah fa- track down yeah. sever sever yeah. meanwhile has kidnapped the kid and is keeping him in a little cage yeah sever played by lucy lou yes lucy lou and she's taking time off from keeping a kid in a cage to go shopping every now and then yeah which is where gant's men bloody well catch up with her in it yeah they don't do a very good job of catching up with her though all they do is catch a lot of shit <laughs> they catch a lot of lead then um antonio banderas then goes to chase after her um, he's yeah. woefully unprepared for this. She, mm. she, ha- she hands him his ass and um, a few others that she's picked up along the way. <laughs> but, but yet they have a sort of mutual respect. You can see it in the eyes for no reason oh, whatsoever. Yes. And um, <laughs> well, apparently they're lifelong enemies. Maybe yes. Who who knows? They're they're they're, they're adversaries equally matched. Probably. Then there's a bit of a there's a bit of a oh, give me back my wife. And and she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't have your wife. Go away. Yeah. Um, Gantz, uh, Ray Park is aiming a machine gun at them. And uh, he calls his boss to say, it looks like Antonio Banderas might kill Sever for us. And he's like, well, don't let them neutralize each other. Got it. And he fires a machine gun at them both. <laughs> yes. For no- <laughs> I didn't let them neutralize each other. I killed them both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I should have been more clear in my instructions. I... I, I get that. Thank, thank you. But there will be feedback. <laughs> yeah. Don't let either of us leave the room with the prince. N- no, no. <laughs> they then arrest Antonio Banderas for the murder of Ka- John Cavalinch. He's he's in the process of breaking out when they move him in the van. Gets he gets free, but luckily Lucy Liu is also there with a bazooka to blow up the prison van so that he can also escape a second time. Yes. Then they have a motorbike chase. Um, him and Lucy yep. Liu and Ray Park and a couple of other people. There's some good Who, practical yeah. car effects of cars yep, getting some knocked, knocked old cars. Yeah. Yep. yep, he finally he confronts Lucy Liu again, and it's like, anyway, where were we half an hour ago? Rendering everything that's happened between now and then utterly pointless. Yeah. Oh, yes, my wife. Where's she? Oh, go see Gap. Here she is. Yeah, she, she's like, oh, here's a post-it note with the details on it. Bye. It turns out that Gant's wife is actually Antonio Banderas' wife. Wow. Um, she... Married him after he faked their death yeah. to each other. Yeah. It's very confusing. Doesn't make much sense. Bit weird. Yeah. But it's also the, the most heartbreaking thing. I've oh, for sure. Yeah. Floods of tears, mate. Runnels. And they're like, oh, you're still alive. I thought only I was still alive. Yeah. But if you're Makes still you alive think. and I'm still alive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So wait, you've been shacked up with Gant for the last few years. Oh, don't worry, I never slept with him. I make a point of saying that. I never slept with him. Yeah. Okay. That's a bit weird. So what, he was just like 
keeping you around. Sounds like a decent guy. Yeah, he's a lovely guy, Gant. <laughs> yeah. He's really nice. He was just he was just worried about this woman and her son, who turns out to be Antonio Banderas's, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they all go to Lucy Lou's and um, her yes. her blue steel warehouse. Yes, her explosion factory. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Um, they go there and um, they look at his son Antonio Banderas goes hello I'm I'm Michael Jeremiah yeah, that's it I'm Jeremiah that's it Michael is the son right <laughs> Jeremiah X yeah fucking Jer- me. Jeremiah X fucking me <laughs> um, and then, fucking me then what what do they do they then go to a train yard and they have no a... they're already in the train yard it was kind of, that was Lucy Liu's hideout that was oh. like the rest of it oh okay so, so Gamp's men yeah, they go outside, Gant's men show up, everybody shoots each other, Gant gets killed, <laughs> hilarious few interchanging shots. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, there was a nano machine that he was after. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason he wanted Antonio Banderas' son back is because he was using him to smuggle a nano machine, a la Mission Impossible 2, that can stop your heart. Well, that sounds like a useful nano machine. Do you, can you like put it in someone's coffee? Oh, no, you still need to shoot it into someone. Yeah. Couldn't we just use a bullet? No. <laughs> well, of the nano machine. Yeah. Well, if we did that, then <laughs> n- na- nano machine. So yeah, he gets killed by said nano machine. Oh, the cruel. Yeah. Irony. Oh damn. Yeah. It is a fantastic sequence, though. It must be. It must be said. Much in the same <laughs> way that when you have Antonio Banderas walking through the rain and it's intercut with shot with like bursts of footage of a car exploding yeah. to be like he's thinking of his wife. There's a shot of. James Gunn or whoever he is staring at the camera in a, in, a, in a John Travolta a, sort of way and, and it cuts a nervous smile I would say it was yes, I would have said shit eating grin but <laughs> he but, but it cuts between yeah. that and the nano the nanobot doing his magic inside his yeah. heart I guess yeah and it's I mean how do you how do you properly explain the majesty of these two things working well, side by side it'll definitely be the image for this week okay. so you can you can watch that. I might be able to make a gif of it. So, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you can enjoy it for yourselves. Watch this space, everyone. <laughs> but then he's dead. Um, yeah, Antonio Banderas goes off with wife and yeah. son. They're, they're still alive. And Lucy Liu's still alive. Um, Lucy Liu goes to. Uh, they go to arrest Lucy Liu, and they're like, "She's a killer," and she, he replies, "She's a mother." A mother who's killed a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the reason she hated Gant is because she had a kid and Gant killed it. Why? Um. Well, you know, sometimes when you've got a really powerful evil assassin, you just want to piss them off now and then. <laughs> when the mummy and daddy love each other very much. <laughs> sometimes a little kid gets killed in Cambodia. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, don't love. Don't love ever. The end. Yeah, and that's 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 the end. <laughs> yes. More more techno plays. Our retelling of the plot lasts longer than the actual plot points in the movie. <laughs> what we didn't do was mime explosions and car chases for 90 minutes. Yeah. I I had a good good amount of action fatigue after about twenty minutes. Yes, and, and I and I realised. Well, I think once we hit the fifty minute mark, I realised that the plot points were literally over seconds of footage in between <laughs> in between these massive set pieces. Yeah, and it it was like okay, okay, I'm Antonio Banderas. I've charged been charged to chase hunt down Lucy Liu, who's my adversary. We're equally equally matched. Okay, yes. Um, okay, I've done it. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> cool. Well. That action scene was crazy, yeah. right? Okay, I've really got to find out where my wife is. Oh, God, it's going to be tough, but he's like passed a post-it note from off screen. Oh, there <laughs> she is. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's really video game style storytelling, but like the worst kind yes. of video game style storytelling where it's just, 
a few minutes of briefing in between the, the levels. In this level, your goal is to try and ascertain where your wife is. Oh, great. Is that going to mean <laughs> just shooting everyone in the level? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the this is the thing with these action scenes. I wasn't even sure that Lucy Liu was killing these people. There was no... No, that's the thing. There was just something so slow and soft and tame. I don't think you actually see anyone get killed. Um... I, I'm happy to welcome back a segment to One Good Thing that I'm sure our listeners have missed. I certainly missed it. Mm-hmm. It's the IMDb Parents Advisory section. Hooray! Hooray! The fans clamoured for it. <laughs> we kept saying no, and now they're at the doors, Paul. That's going to need a jingle. Okay, under violence and gore, the shootouts are pretty intense in nature, except for any graphic, bloody, or brutal quality whatsoever. People get in martial arts battles. Just you know when you get in a martial arts battle. <laughs> I don't know what the correct yeah, language bro. is there. They engage in, perform, eh? They do battle. They do a martial arts battle. Uh and get hit in the neck, but nothing graphic happens. Explosions are present, seeming how it's an action thriller. Frightening and intense scenes? None. <laughs> no, absolutely none. <laughs> this this is it. There was um there are a couple of shots of Lucy Lou. She takes down Terry Chen. Oh yes, character. yes. And she sh- she sh- shoots him, and he goes down and hits a bulletproof vest. But I assume that she like missed on purpose, right? I think Antonia Banderas at one point says she never misses. She never misses. Yeah. And there's there's a bit when she, yeah she shoots Gant in the arm and puts the soft the hardware in him because it has you know Chekhov's <laughs> yeah Chekhov's nanobot. And there's <laughs> so it's like okay, so she probably wasn't killing anyone then, but yeah. And thinking about it, she's a she's a killer, and people are hunt hunting her down the impl- implication is she does murder a lot of people but yeah most of the sh- action shots are of her standing still snap like looking around quickly you know in the in the matrix lobby the lobby scene yeah every action scene in this film felt like an approximation of the lobby scene from, <laughs> from the matrix but it's the same and it's also the same music that happens when <laughs> Le- um i was gonna say leonardo dicaprio when leonardo dicaprio is looking sad yeah it's the same music when lucy is walking hand in hand with a little boy the same music for everything <laughs> it's there's no very like, flat there's no yeah there's no like oh this is the danger music now the character is in peril or yeah. this is the emotional music everything was a fucking 4-4 <laughs> beat and yeah like the most treble heavy techno music yeah it was it was it was scraping at my fucking mind my mind space was just being mined out by this music (laughs) parts of this aesthetic has aged really badly because this is a kind of time capsule of what mainstream action was doing back in 2002 which is when it was made you've uh and it was kind of an awkward transitional period uh, where there was this call to go straight-faced and serious but the campy hangovers of the 90s were still there so you've got massive explosion, dumb stunts, slow motion dives with a gun in each hand, but there's no self-awareness to its dour, moodily lit scenes of people talking dejectedly yeah. about nothing. Like, apparently behind the scenes, after the scene where Lucy Liu fires the machine gun, um, she like was smiling and turning to the crew and said, oh, it's better than an orgasm. And it's like, oh, that's sweet and charming. That would have been great to have in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if she, if we got the impression that she loved this. You can't just put this down to the fact that it was a, a Thai a Thai director. Yeah. Who, you know, might might not speak English as a first language, but gets human emotion. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Understands. You know, still, still understands what a smile do. <laughs> because, like, Antonio Banderas in things like um, 
Desperado. Like, is a reactive actor. Like, when things happen yeah. and the bar blows up around him, he's, like, reacting and pulling faces. And it's like, oh, shit, this looks dangerous. Because, look, yeah. he's worried. In this, there's, like, one moment where his coat catches fire. And there's a really awkward sort of um, Sanchez style to keep talking about um, Dark Place. <laughs> it really feels ADR'd. And it's like, why did the audience not get that he was on fire? <laughs> Like, awkwardly looking at the camera whilst he's trying to put it out. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about um, which Chaos Ananda. Yes. I think I said that roughly correctly. Uh, or Chaos, as he's also known. Yes. Uh, by himself. <laughs> he's, he said of the film, the challenge of the movie came during the, the development. So that early. Okay. <laughs> it it came, came during... During the movie. <laughs> we had a great spy versus spy script, character driven with balls to the wall action. Where are your balls, Paul? Put them on the wall. Get them up there. <laughs> They're in my mouth. Get, get them out of there, throw them up a wall. I read the script and loved it instantly. First thought in my head was the killer versus the professional. Chow Yun-Fat versus Jean, uh, Jean Renault. Okay. Everyone involved in the pre-production process was in sync and we were good to go. And he then goes on to describe how the studio didn't think that Chow and Renault could deliver financially. Uh, they ended up moving the shoot from Bangkok, where it was originally meant to happen, to Vancouver because of 9-11, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not sure why. Maybe. I mean, they really just didn't know where Bin Laden was. He could have been in <laughs> Phuket. He posted an inflammatory picture of himself on a beach with a margarita, and it just made the whole world go crazy. Then they also wanted to tone down Sever's treatment of the boy. Apparently, in the original script, she kept the boy in a kid-sized glass box just big enough for him to sit in, placed on top of a kilo of C4. It's like, what the fuck would that have done for the character? I guess she was meant to be evil. I mean, the the thing is, if you could have Chow Yun-Fat doing that, I think people would have accepted (laughs) it. That's, that's I would have accepted it. Chow, Chow Yun Fat, he just turns around and he's 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 grinning and laughing. You don't know what at. He's got a child <laughs> on a bomb. That's just what he does. <laughs> child on a bomb. <laughs> um, and finally, there was an order to add the nanobot story because it was originally not there. Originally, the premise was, you know, Gant made it look like Ben Davis's wife was killed so that he could have her. Yeah. And... Um, Lucy Liu knows where the wife is because she hates Gant because he killed her kid. And that was it. And really, the nanobot story really lifts out easily. Wonderfully easy. Yeah, you mean it's sort of completely, completely and utterly meaningless. Yeah, and it's like, why did they, you know, people aren't going to buy into this story about people sort of, you know, in love and getting angry and stuff. What you got to do. The right, the screenwriter of Home Alone 3 came in. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Here's what you do. Microchip. Oh, he describes the shoot as being really fun, uh, but his final edit was rough. He thought he'd be able to take another pass at it after the test screening confirmed his concerns, but instead the studio used it as an excuse to fire his editor and take over the project. Right. Now, the thing is, I don't think a director's cut is going to save this. I don't think it's quite going to scratch that itch. Yeah, because that's the thing, is there's just no characters here, and the plot is convoluted and just pointless because yeah. like back in the 90s you would have had a muscle-bound european with an impenetrable accent doing this role these roles <laughs> yeah and it would have been just a sort of campy self-awareness of just and you know there's no one-liners here you know everyone's acting very seriously hmm. that's that's the kind of nature of naughty's action it was this idea of we've got to go serious but nobody knew how 
Mm. Um, want some examples of Naughty's action that did this? Well, there's Charlie's Angels, The Art of War, Exit Wounds, Gone in 60 Seconds, Romeo Must Die, The One, The Transporter, Cradle to the Grave, uh, Swordfish, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider 2, The Cradle of Life, Tomb Raider, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Welcome to the Jungle, aka The Rundown, The Punisher, XXX, and <laughs> Underworld. And, you know, the be- the better ones out of that still had some sort of self-awareness. Yeah. You know, they still... There sure. was still a tiny bit of humour. And, you know, it's still life in them. There's still fucking life in them bones. <laughs> Vin Diesel might be a nothing hole, but in XXX, yeah. he actually is somewhat interesting and charismatic. And this, and like, if memory serves. And the action's fun. Yes, you know, the action is fun in most of these. You can, If you really want to do the straightest of all faces blow blow something to smithereens and then have her walking away if you're gonna if you're really desperate to use bullet time have it just yeah. to, to like emphasize how cool the characters look there's one bullet time shot of of antonio banderas and his wife's legs mm. as they're running away oh yeah that was fucking weird and it's just like, why are you doing Immedi- that <laughs> immediately after the line what do we do now we need to run and then just slow motion <laughs> legs <sighs> Oh, running. <laughs> yeah, like, surely use bullet time to em- emphasise how fucking cool something looked in the middle of an action scene. Not to yeah. not to emphasise the urgency of something. <laughs> Run faster, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Gat will catch you. The other thing to do to try and make it interesting is just add some substance. That's the thing, is it's got the premise of a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, but there's just no fun to be had. And I think the alternative to fun is substance, because... The Matrix Revolutions kind of killed off this period. Uh, and then you had the one-two punch of the Bourne Supremacy in Batman Begins in 2004 mm-hmm. and five, And we moved into gritty realism, but with actual substance to it yeah. for the rest of the noughties. And that kind of spells out the rest of it. And you can yeah. actually see this trend of 90s, early noughties, late noughties. If you look at the long-running action series, like Mission Impossible went from the 90s... <laughs> To the early noughties. To the late aughts. I think you can see there's a spike of obnoxiousness there. Like yeah, the heavy Lim- metal. Yeah, doing the soundtrack. If if there yes. were to be a JPEG to evidence this, it would be two <laughs> people leaping at each other from motorbikes. <laughs> Just Tom Cruise's hair from the <laughs> 90s through to the late noughties, I think, tells the story. Similarly, Bond went from BIP. <laughs> the boop. Uh, watch, watch Goldeneye 
Die, Heart, Die Another Day and Casino Royale as a trilogy, and you'll see how this fucking action movie evolved in this short ten years or so. You'll get what happened in the noughties. Yeah. I mean, did this come out at the same time as Paycheck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are two, early two peas in a shitty pod, really, aren't they? I mean, that's John <laughs> Woo as well, isn't it? That's not... No. It is John Woo. Yeah. Yeah, it's John that's Woo. That's sad. So even even the greats, you know, they're not immune to this. Oh, he also did Mission Impossible too. so... Um... <laughs> Which I like. <laughs> <laughs> For all... I like long-haired Ethan Hunt on a motorcycle. And a, and a Scottish villain gagging for it. He is gagging for it. <laughs> But you know what? That's actually... I have quite a lot of affection for most of the movies I listed there. And that extends to this too a little bit. It's a very warm and familiar flavour really? of shit. So you've got your hand in. I rented most of these movies from Blockbuster and used to sort of watch them from a, with a friend, you know, behind yeah. the sofa using fake guns to shoot at bad guys. We were 27 years old. Fucking disgrace. Well, this is... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, this is, um, I think, I mean, I didn't see this as a, as a kid and I, th- I feel this right. is a Goonies situation where I really could have done with a bit of like <laughs> childlike wonder to, to lend to the yeah. experience. Whereas I did watch The Island as a kid and I fucking yeah. loved it. And, uh, right. you know, later, later rewatches have, have proven that it's, it's not quite, it's not quite the perfect action thriller that I thought it was. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe that because watching, watching X versus mm. Sever on Thursday as a 31 yeah. year old. <laughs> I didn't feel anything, <laughs> so it was it's the tough. End. Yeah, <laughs> That's weirdly, that. I kind of had the opposite. I hated it when I was a kid. I I did see it rent. Um, I think it was on Sky TV, and I was in my room, and I really remember getting like an existential crisis partway into this movie. Like I, I remember getting really frightened in a way that I don't remember being frightened before, and I started compulsively doing push-ups. Like maybe if I could do push-ups, I could change the direction of my <laughs> life, and I won't be watching this movie anymore. And <laughs> it's not too late to be a jock. <laughs> and so you feel fondly <laughs> about this period. The thing is, watching it now, it was way shorter than I remember. And yes, it just reminded me of what my fantasies used to be like as a kid. Like, two trench coat wearing badasses with lots of machine guns and pistols hidden about them, firing in slow motion and misty, dimly lit, ice blue, cool blue backdrops, you know, as things explode around them. It just, it reminded me of what my, what I thought of as, like, cool was. Jesus. Back then, and it was very Matrix-inflected. You poor um, motherfucker. I know, right? Even even Paycheck had, like, a little <laughs> bit of cool in it. Maybe just by dint of it being John Woo and him yeah. just he can't help but, like, rub off some of his, his cool dirt. <laughs> he brushed off his jacket on his way yeah. in. He came it- from uh, the set of Hard Target and just brushed off some of Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme's dandruff <laughs> from his shoulders. And when in Ben Affleck's eyes. <laughs> he made a cool face. He did, he did a Chao Yun fat face. He got a nearby motorbike <laughs> and rode it through an explosion. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe this is what Street Fighter would be like if you took out all of the f- humor and yeah. sort of people trying to make it good. You know, like individuals, when there was no guiding vision to direct it towards good. Everyone yeah. just picked up the slack. Here, this is what happens if no one does that. Yeah. Everyone just sleepwalks through it. And consequently, you end up with something joyless, and I think that's the key word there. I think it, I think it's joyless. quite joyless. I think I think yeah. joyless, and it's and it makes it completely unmemorable. 
Yeah, I think it's it's so unmemorable that it leaves you thinking that you've forgotten things, important things about it. But the fact yes. is that there are five there. things that happened in the film. <laughs> there, there, there are definitely worse films. Again, like with all the naught percenters, it's not the worst film we've seen because it's, it's inoffensive. It's inoffensive. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like aggressively, hatefully shit. It's just. Yeah. It's just wafty, isn't it? It's passively shit. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about. Uh, let's quickfire. Okay. Well, I do actually have a lot of uh, a lot of things that I liked. Me too. Cool. There were a lot of really cool little shots and things that actually did work. Practical effects. There's lots of cool mm. car stuff. Fuck yeah, there was. Real things. I'll just highlight my favourite one, which yeah. is actually a moment where... There were a couple of moments where cars blew up and I actually went, whoa! Yeah. Um, early on, when the convoy gets hit by Lucy Liu, um, I didn't expect the cars to explode. And actually, I it, on my second watch through... They approached a car, and I saw the car, and I was like, oh, is that the one that explodes? Whoa! Like, it got me by surprise yeah. twice. <laughs> nice. Um, but, the, but the best one is late on where Bandaris crashes his motorcycle and goes flying through the air, and behind him, two cars flip over at the yes. same time. Yes! It's really good. That was incredible. <laughs> that was Blues Brothers-style chicanery. Yeah. I All adored in- it. All in one shot, stuntman flying through the air and two cars flipping. It's great. Yes. And there was actually another synchronized moment where Lucy Liu is driving away from him and he does something that makes her crash the car. Meanwhile, behind him, there's an explosion and the explosion is exactly timed with Lucy Liu's uh, car flipping over. Um, and it's just that synchronicity that yeah. all happening on one shot that just makes you go, fuck, that's great. Yeah. But yeah, all that please. Um, there's one bit where Antonio Banderas, um, he shoves away a henchman that he's holding on to at the beginning, and there's an off cam, there's yeah. an off camera dong, which is great. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, just before that, he is introduced, um, sitting on a stool that has like drips of water from it from where he's been out in the rain. Oh. and as a visual introduction to the character, I really like that. It's a striking image. And it tells you about the character. It tells you that he's been there a while. He came in from the rain. Yep. He didn't bother taking off his coat. Like, there's stuff being articulated about the character there, which I liked. Um, I like the gun subversion, the the gun against the head thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I was expecting it just to have a blank in it. But the thing is, if he'd have actually shot himself in the head and gone along with it, it would have just fucking hit Ray Park. <laughs> and we'd have all been better off. Sorry, we didn't focus <laughs> yeah. on this. Ray Park sucks in this. <laughs> I know about that job you pulled in Berlin last week of getting sloppy. Enjoy your stay in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, he's really bad in it. He's really bad. Oh, God. Poor Ray I'm Park. sorry, I feel so bad. But even then, like, why didn't the director be like, can we do that again, please? <laughs> can you Cause... say that like a person would? Yeah. Stay out of this, Martin. This is an issue of national security. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, poor Ray Park. He <sighs> seems so like a nice sorry. guy, but my yeah. God, he was bad in this. I feel I just feel super super bad about crit- criticizing Ray Park. I know. He's, it does it doesn't seem fair and yet we must. Yeah. <laughs> because this we we're, we're the one good thing but we're also not the one lying thing. Yeah. Sorry Mr. Park. Also Paul, I hate that shirt. I know. That's why I wore it, Paul. Fuck you. It's the one that has a picture of you, of my anus right next to your face <laughs> that we took on your birthday. <laughs> We took. That's the the, most <laughs> ga- the, ga- the galling thing about it. <laughs> Can't believe I posed for that. <laughs> so Danny Chaos. I know that she does move quite slowly, but I actually really liked when Bandaris is watching the CCTV footage of Lou 
attacking the convoy. First of all, it, mm. the explosion makes it makes it look very real, and her taking yeah. out the guys shows that she is actually doing it in one take. That it's not you know fast editing. So that's cool. Yeah, it was a very stationary camera thing. I like that. Nice. There was a very good slow mo shot of a soldier falling off of a building. Oh, oh do yes. The, do you remember the one? I do. Yeah. Except he's doing something really weird with his arms, where he's sort of. <laughs> Yeah, it's very it's, weird, but so, it's, it's a real stun and it looks great. Yeah, so he, he he's knocked knocked off a building, um, and he's falling towards the car. The camera is uh, like a air, aerial shot yeah. following him down. Yes, right up until he smashes into the car in slow motion. It looks excellent. It does. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, thanks to the video games of the early noughties, such as Grand Theft Auto 4, Max Payne 2, and such, I know what an arm cell striker, street sweeper shotgun looks like. Uh, and Antonio Banderas gets his hands on one after he escapes from the police truck and he fires it. An automatic shotgun at <laughs> Lucy Liu and it looks awesome. It's a really cool gun. Oh, I like, I good like, stuff. I like shotguns. I think, they're really cool. <laughs> I think they're really cool. I like it when he shooted the shotgun. Yes, that was very great. <laughs> the, when Lucy Liu is running away, she comes across some guy that looks like a fucking pimp who's just trying to... <laughs> oh, yeah! Like... Who's just trying to like push himself on this woman, and he's like, "Hey, baby, come on!" in a very nineties <laughs> way, and she just beats the fuck out of him. And yeah, it's after hilarious. he immediately loses interest in the chick he's like flirting with to turn to Lucy Liu. Like, how optimistic is he? Like, come on, baby, yeah, yeah, like it. Oh, hey, who are you? Come on, come on, you baby, come <laughs> on, yeah. Oh, Ow, my <laughs> face broke. Oh, there's a slow motion shot of guys getting like submerged in explosion. During the um, final moments, where um, oh yeah, yeah, it's just like it's like water crashing over them, <laughs> mm. and that was really cool. And I genuinely not entirely sure how they filmed that. I assume they genuinely killed a couple guys, you know, Asian cinema, worth it. Yeah, there there was another very cool shot of uh, Lucy Liu going down a garbage disposal tube thing. You know, the ones that go off the sides of buildings. Yeah, the camera's following her down as she's like speeding through this tube, and then she like sticks a knife in it to like slow herself down. Yeah, you know, Tez. Yeah, awesome. it looks uh, again. It looks really cool. Yeah, and practical, quick thinking of hers. Yeah, and demonstrating that they thought about the action sequence a bit. Um, I kind of like the fact that Lou isn't sexualized in the film. Yes, like she's wearing her skimpy kind of leather stuff, but there's no like close-ups of her butt or cleavage shots or yeah anything like that, which is more than can be said for like Charlie's Angels, which has a. A couple of sequences, including Drew Barrymore in a racing outfit that I don't think anyone my age is ever to lightly forget. Um, yeah. But it's still... I mean, wasn't that the premise of Charlie's Angels? <laughs> I think that was the premise. Just, just, just asses. These chicks. Let's asses, just... come get them. <laughs> come get them, boys. That was the tagline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'm glad that this movie didn't have any moments yeah. that made me genuinely uncomfortable that, like that. Although... There was some rather distracting and upsetting heaving cleavage on behalf of the wife while she was being led away from the fiery explosion she assumed engulfed her husband. Oh, good. Yes, it's, I'm glad well, they chose that outfit well. <laughs> look, there's never a right time for it. You've just got to pick <laughs> your moments. And this is the one, lads. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. But there was also Lucy Liu was a very strong female lead. Yeah. And she was clearly superior to Antonio Banderas' character. Yeah. She's strong, stronger and better at fighting. Just like in real life. Yeah. Um, I really like the font the title was in. <laughs> it was Aww. It was very naughty, so it was very edgy and kind of military-esque. It was cool. You knew where you were. You knew where with, you were back that then. that kind of font. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Antonio Banderas is, is just crap. He, he, like, he has a very... <laughs> I'll, rephrase, I'll rephrase that. I, I, I <laughs> no, that's what you need like, to, mate. 
<laughs> I really like how Antonio Banderas, he's like endearingly crap with children in this film. Yes. Like when he introduces himself to Michael, but also when he's dealing with his partner's um, daughter, this little Asian girl. Yeah. And he's like, he's like staring at her and she's just staring back at him until he kind of looks away. And then eventually she, um, when he's, his partner takes her away, she waves over his shoulder at him and he just gives a sheepish smile. It's sweet. <laughs> yeah. He's like a badass agent, but he's like, oh, I don't, don't really understand children. That was like the most electrifying moment in that entire movie, I think. <laughs> like a human, a human, a human connection between two real people. <laughs> Even if that connection was wow. awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> Still an emotion. It's an emotion. It's one I'm... I feel most of the time. <laughs> Running. <laughs> That's been the human experience for me. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I really like Banderas vaulting over a little thing in order to get away from Lucy Liu's car. Yes. Yeah. There was there was a there was a cool moment where um both Lucy Liu and Antonio Banderas were ser- well, like, were researching each other on the internet. Oh yeah. And um it was quite a nice like brooding moment with very, very quiet, soft techno soundtrack for a change. And um <laughs> soft techno. <laughs> I don't know why I found this so amusing. But there's an utterly pointless scene where um, Lucy Liu is driving Banderas and his wife to the sun for the final confrontation. And Banderas decides to take this opportunity to randomly be suspicious of Lucy Liu, a person he knows he can't trust. And he turns to her with this real quizzical look on his face. It was very comical because he was backlit at the same time with a green screen thing going past him. Um, And he says something like, what do you know about Harry? Or whatever his son was called. Yeah. And she's like, uh, that I've got him in a cage? Okay. Nice. And like, this, what was this scene? <laughs> it was so awkward and nothing. I really yeah. quite enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. So my final one, when uh-huh. he says goodbye to his wife and kids and before going off for the final battle, he shuts the lift door and he looks very sad. Oh. Yeah. He's got his Antonio Banderas face. You don't want to yeah. see sad. Look at his little thing going on. Turn that frown upside down, mister. Well, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. So, I'm going to recommend one of the earliest and best examples of cool guys in black trench coats and sunglasses shooting people with a gun in each hand to pounding techno music. Blade! Uh, Wesley Snipes plays the eponymous Blade, a (laughs) half-vampire who is dedicated to slaying his treacherous half-brethren. The human half, unfortunately. It's quite, uh... (laughs) <laughs> it's quite vicious it just goes after a whole bunch of guys eating dinner it's nasty that film underwent a lot of reshoots <laughs> so this film really just epitomized cool when i was a kid this is the one that everything else stems <laughs> from and if there's any merit in ballistic x versus sever it was that it reminded me of films like blade um mm. steve norrington the director gives it such a fresh and energetic feel the music is great and actually often understated rather than just being pounding techno throughout um the action holds up, even if the CGI maybe doesn't. A couple of exploding vampires mm-hmm. that don't look quite so great mm-hmm. as they did. Um, but Wesley Snipes knows how to fight and just looks really great doing it. Um, mm. Blade 2 is also really cool. Uh, Guillermo del Toro brings his own style to it, but keeps the awesome action scenes, cool aesthetic, and of course the music. Uh, but it loses a bit of the weird edge that the first one had. It's a bit campier. Mm. Um, but gains some charm and is, um, yeah, definitely a and fun movie. Donnie. And some Donnie Yen, which is always oh, yeah. a good thing. Uh, Ask a Star mm-hmm. Wars fan. 
Um, <laughs> I'd like to recommend Play Trinity 2 because it's a lot of fun and Ryan Reynolds is great and Jessica Biel is awesome in it. Um, and I really like Parker Posey as the vicious vampire leader, the mm-hmm. evil chick. She's great. Okay. But it lacks the mood of the previous two films, um, and apparently the production was pretty hellish, which, to be honest, leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth when I watch it. But um, yeah. Blade 1 and 2 are really cool. That's cool. And retrospectively, you can kind of see Ryan Reynolds um, fulfilling his contractual obligations. <laughs> yes, but also injecting oh. an awful lot of his Deadpool star charm into it. Mm. And it's like, God, you really were just bustling for that vehicle, weren't you, for the, yeah. a couple of decades there? We didn't know what to do with you. We had to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, glad it all worked out in the end. Mine is the 2011 uh, Steven Soderbergh film, Haywire, starring yeah. Gina Carano, Michael Fassbender, Ivan McGregorovich, and, and Antonio Banderas. Aha, um, of course, yes. Yeah. Carano is Mallory Kane, a special agent caught up in a com- conspiracy against her. It's very cool with a great supporting cast and a decent bit of intrigue, but mostly Gina, Gina Carano just kicks fucking ass in this. Yeah, she She's does. one of the coolest spy badasses and she goes hard. <sighs> Sadly, it's a film that not many people seem to know about. So watch it and I think you'll be in for a pleasant surprise. One of the things that impresses me about it is the stuff that's subdued, like the foot chase that Carino uh, engages in. Mm at one stage mm. she's just like gotcha. it's, it's all about them trying to pace themselves breathe correctly and take the shortest line in order to be able to yes. have the energy to catch up with each other it's really efficient but just so cool cool and that was the one Carano thing the one better thing Oh, thank you very much for listening to The One Good Thing. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Sleepy Town. We will <laughs> get through to uh, <laughs> an, exciting, an exciting bad film Yes, soon. Oh, um, yes, yes, we shall. Gosh, fuck me. No one even recommended that one. It lost <laughs> It lost a poll. <laughs> I recommended it's... it, Paul. <laughs> this guy. Who has two thumbs and hates Paul Goodman? <laughs> this fucking dude. Well... If uh, if you hate Paul, you can get in touch. <laughs> get in Facebook touch. I'm keen and... to hear from you. <laughs> it's for the best. Facebook uh, is OGT Pod. Twitter at OGT Pod. You want to get in touch at Gmail? That can be OGT Pod at gmail.com. My novel Doghead is available on Amazon for five ninety nine, and the jingles of OGT episodes one to fifty are available on Bandcamp. OGTPod.bandcamp.com for just two pounds fifty. If you want to support the show, that's probably the best way of doing it. Um, other than that, please please like and review and tell a friend. I mean, we say the best way of supporting us. The best way of supporting us would probably be just to pay each of us at the minimum wage to uh, to do it for nine to five every day. But failing that, yes, retweeting yeah. would be yeah. awesome. I didn't say retweet. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Don't tweet anything. Get off Twitter. Don't, yeah. Go hashtag your lives. Hashtag death to Twitter. <laughs> this is a confusing Grand. platform you've raised. No, it's not. Go out, just go and ride a bike. Go and wrestle <laughs> a companion. And then tweet about and... it. Oh, yeah. how no. do I share this write experience? No, write a diary and bury it in a field. <laughs> go off and do that, but tune in next week. Geocaching. Sounds good. Gina caching. <laughs> Gina caching with us. She, she digs the holes with her bare hands. And she kicks the holes into the world. <laughs> she she stores her violence in pockets around the earth for later future generations to find. And when they un- they uncover it, they get a big old phantom punch in the gut. 
They're like, oof, I've been Gina cashed. <laughs> it's like fucking in the mood for love. You must, but ancient Buddhists used to find a hole and whisper their deepest kicks into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's, what's buried here, Dolphin? <laughs> Not another one in the groin. Not another hole of whoop ass. Glad I filmed this all for Twitter. Oh, <laughs> oh it's circle. still there. Still there in 2053 when this was set. Gosh. <laughs> Shit. Oh, bye everyone. Sheila was a robot. Gina Caro- Carana. Bo- oh, Carobo. Bye. It's time. I'm going. I'm going to go and bury myself. Okay. Well, well, Gina Carana to find me. <laughs> whilst Paul Goodman buries himself in his garden in the hopes that Gina Carina will come and kick him in the ass whilst he's down there, I will sign off. So, thank you very much. I'm Paul Salt. And remember, the one good thing about X Ballistic vs. Seven is who remembers Paul Oakenfold. Oh,